All right, here we go, huh? I guess. coffee too hey everybody <laughs> welcome back to another episode of two nerds one quest i am your host ndm jc here this morning with these nerds uh the man on the ones and twos pointing his finger at me when i'm not ready tom m norman playing Aaron. you said you're ready so i i said go i was late i didn't say i was ready <laughs> oh touche salesman touche what's up yeah. people uh, of course, Ryan, Crixus Kukta here. On a fun ah, day. How you doing? <laughs> and as I take a drink of coffee, we got the one, the only, the lazy dragon, the lore master, Jeff Doc Williams. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. That beard is filling in nicely, dude. It's a month old today. That is hot damn. Are you gonna take yeah. monthly monthly pictures like people do of their babies? One month. No, this put is little my signs up. Picture. One month old. <laughs> kind of the most interesting I'm... thing you could post on Facebook, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. lay down. I'm gonna lay down on one of those blankets with the numbers on it. <laughs> yes, you have to. That would be amazing. <laughs> or just bibs with the number on it. <laughs> Julie starts covering it up. That would be fantastic. All the good ideas oh. come through us, people. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> Jump on that before we patent it. Uh, Genius, would you like to catch us up some? Sure can. So we started the last session with uh, noticing that there was a missing sled and some goblin tracks. So we started in pursuit. We heard some commotion over a ridge. Let uh, Aranon go check it out. He saw... Uh, nine goblins and two polar bears so we decided to leave the dogs behind and try to sneak up and other than Aranon everybody pretty much failed at stealth um, which initiated combat um, some sneak attacks some good rolls some bad rolls some worse rolls and uh, broken javelins later six of the goblins are dead uh, an explosion right towards the end of the session rocked the wagon with the polar bears attached to it, which caused them to panic. And I believe that is where we left off. Yep. Right at Crixus's go here as this explosion happens. A goblin action movie sailing out of the back of the wagon with the flames behind him lands in a pile of snow. And the polar bears heave on the way and start going. Crixus, what would you like to do? Say, holy shit. <laughs> um, so I'm taking a look at that wagon, and flaming polar bears probably are going to run faster than Crixus through the snow. So I am going to... Um, can I tell if that goblin that jumped out of the back of the wagon is still alive, or was he... Yep, you see him lift his you see him lift his head up and kind of turn and look back to see um, that the wagon is on fire. Okay. He kind of he when he looks and gets confirmation, he kind of nods and smiles to himself. 
Okay. Um, I am going to. How far away is he? Sixty feet. Okay. I am going to uh, slowly just take a couple steps towards him and say, uh, this is where you should run. And I'm going to hold a guiding bolt to see if he makes a movement towards me. All right. So you hold the guiding bolt. He kind of pops up, and when you speak, he turns and looks at you and nods again and then starts running. He just goes off running. And when he takes off running, the boss lady and the other one both take off running as well. The wagon is going west, and these goblins are going north. Two different directions. If none of you are going to attack, we can take this out of initiative, or... If you're going to pursue, what do you think you're going to do? Uh, let's go to Aranon, quick. I'm going to take out my my short bow and just kind of launch an arrow at the commander. At the commander? Yeah. So you're going to shoot at him? Yes, uh-huh. I am. Okay. Make an attack roll. Oh, crap. I don't have stat block up. It's easy enough to find, though. 15. 15, I believe. Yes. Trying to think. Uh, was it fit? Was that one fifteen? One of them was fifteen. Uh, one second as this loads in. Oh, a really kind of a neat thing about D and D Beyond. As I'm pulling this up, it now shares your die rolls. There's a there's a log if you use the dice roller, so we can see each other's stuff, and it will actually pop up little pop up windows. We came really? across this on Friday night playing. Really? Like yeah. if you're in the same campaign together? Yep. So like if I go here, uh, 15 does not hit. But if I go in here and um, swing with Ellie's mace and it rolls, do you get an alert? Wow. That's Eliana Tamarin rolled mace to hit 20. Yep. How do I share that? You, ju- you just rolled the dice. Use the dice roller. Oh, it's automatic. And- it's yeah. automatic. If you're in the same campaign, oh, it's automatic. Oh, oh. And if you look next to the long rest, there's a campaign with a little oh, red text oh. button. If you click on that, it will actually open up the log of all the dice rolls. That's unbelievable. That is awesome. DD Beyond's <laughs> got it figured out, man. Good yep. for them. They're, they're doing some good, good shiznit. So, Cooch, I would suggest getting an annual membership. I do have one, actually. That's good. It is good. That's Unlimited characters did. is fun. So so battle is over? You launch an arrow out of the mist. They take off. Um, Doc, what would you like to do? Ellie's... Uh, I'm going to... She's just observing. I'm the shortest and the slowest in the group, but I'm going to ask uh, Crixus if I should... Uh... Duke, should I go get the wagon? And I'll point towards the polar bears. That doesn't seem to make much sense. Do you want to be on fire too? <laughs> eh. So is the whole <laughs> thing on fire or just eh. a part of it? The wagon itself is on fire. Like the interior is a blazing okay. inferno. Like to step so, inside it right now, you'd go toasty. 
So we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to salvage anything from it anyways. Exactly. And looking at it, you kind of get the idea that that was the whole point behind what he did. You don't get our wagon. Bastards. There's like some some secret goblin technology in there he didn't want us to get. I mean, if, it, if magical items wouldn't burn, but who knows how long until we catch them. I doubt these dudes have any magical items. I'm guessing. Goblin Death, goblin death Star plans were in there. Yeah, right. Goblin Death Star plans. Alright. Um, <laughs> okay. Their plans were flawed anyway. There's probably a porthole somewhere. But we do have a problem. Because now we've got Portable a giant hole. cart. <laughs> we've got a giant cart of iron ingots that we need to get back to town, right? Yep. So now we yep. should probably just go grab the dogs and have them pull it out to the road. We're gonna. Oh, this is gonna suck because we have. How, it's gonna be a slow heavy, back. How heavy do we think that that cart's gonna be? Like, in in I number can, of dogs. I can tell you in a minute how heavy that cart is. <laughs> Four dogs. It's actually heavy. listed here. Um. It that, um, cart weighs a total of nine hundred pounds, between the cart and the. And gets on it. Damn. It so took really... four goblins struggling to get it moving. And the dogs can pull 360 pounds according to D&D Beyond. So we need three of the dogs just to pull it. So. Which leaves three dogs and four people. Unless yeah. We... Put the lightest person on one and stow a bunch of crap in the bag of holding. So that means that there's going to be one. Well, let's let's get the dogs and at least get this thing to the road first, and then we can yeah. figure out. And then we can figure out traveling. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start heading back towards the. Actually, I'm going to say, why don't you guys go and grab the dogs? I'm going to stay here and keep an eye out for the goblins to be sure they don't come back. You know, loot the body while you're uh, Yep, I'm going to loot the bodies. All right. So you... Um, Ellie's going to go help with the dogs. Actually, she's going to go take up a position where she is on the crest of this ridge and can actually keep an eye on all of you <laughs> at the time. She'll she'll be like the connecting point and still being able to see Aaron on and watch Crixus and Doc go over the hill to where the dogs are. Um, Aaron on searching through the bodies. You can make an investigation check. Ice. 23. Um, you find a couple of, um, little sealskin pouches on each one, um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is well? a D? One D and six CP. 
Oh, one d six CP. Oh shit! Hang on a minute. John needs another sip of coffee. <laughs> I need coffee. <laughs> I need water. I'm going. What? 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 How much currency is D? What is D? Dinar. <laughs> they each have the. There's a grand total of, um, like twelve copper on them. In, That's it. Yep, they're goblins, dude. That's they don't the buy world much. For them. The one that had anything of interest is running away. <laughs> So, so that's, uh, that's all I find. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to go and, and they're shitty ass goblin weapons that you wouldn't get anything for. No, the store. I don't want that crap. I'm going to go over to the, uh, to the sled and look at the ingots there. It is a sled full of iron ingots. You're, uh, you're guessing there's probably about 600 pounds worth of ingots here. So are they, is it what you, we would picture as far as like gold bricks, you know, like the rectangular? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, no, no, it's little stones. It's little chunks of iron that have not been refined yet. Like they've been taken out of the mine. They need to go to the blacksmith to be smelted in the bars, which can be then worked with. Okay. Brain brain is working. (laughs) Doc's bag so of holding may come into play. Probably coming back with the dogs. Yeah, might, I was going to say, yeah. make an animal handling check as you two approach the dogs. You want advantage or you want to each roll? Um, I just rolled one, so go ahead and roll one. Um, four. Not better. Not better. Not better at all. So you could see my roll then? Is that how that works? Yep, you just got the 15. Yep. This is delightful. It's fantastic. It allows you to... The only thing is is I need a monitor that's a little bit bigger. Did you you not see my roll, Crixus? I didn't look. All right. I'm just going to roll something here. should pop up in your upper right hand corner yes and doctors rolled them yep that is fantastic all right cool so that's what that's what does i love the little advertising thing where it gives you the um the special dice you use underneath and where it came from (laughs) (laughs) if you use use something other than the normal dice um as a sweet pack so the animal handling check with a 15, these dogs know you. You're able to get them up the hill. As you're bringing them back and you get up near Eliana, there's a massive howl in the distance, like a, like a pained animal that may end up running around like the bear in the great outdoors because the hair on its ass has been ripped off. <laughs> we just watched that movie. We just did on Friday with the kids. 
If you don't know what The Great Outdoors is, folks, you need to rent that movie and watch it. Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, one of the greatest comedies from my childhood. Oh, my God. So Um, good. I didn't even understand half the jokes in it when I was... (laughs) Suck my wave. (laughs) Go get yourself a spin cycle. Um, The... You, the dogs get a little skittish at this, and but you're able to maintain control of them, and you do eventually arrive down by Aranon, Ellie, Doc, and Crixus, all of you together with the puppies. I'm going to call Doc over with his bag of holding. Doc, okay, yeah. Doc, come here for a second. Probably makes sense to... Um... To use that. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. So we're going to be able to use this in the future. Uh, So I'm going to kind of force him to turn around, kind of like push him around, open up his bag of holding, and I'm going to throw a bunch of chunks of ingot into the bag. I'm looking up a bag of holding to see how much it can contain. 500 pounds, not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet which i think the math on that is four feet by four feet by four feet which means you could be without how yeah you have barely anything in there too right there's there's almost nothing in there almost nothing in there so i'm going to say with little issue if you use the bag of holding you'll be able to move the majority of these ingots in there and get to a point where the dogs can pull you guys reasonably if you either leave this well they wanted you to recover the sled Yes. Good. So, so my my point, which nobody else knows, is that this is not a great idea to move the sled. It is my idea of taking ingots. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the yeah, that's a great idea. It'll make it easier to move. With yes, it will make it easier to move. I'm glad I've thought of that, and I'm just going to keep filling up the bag, and ask and ask everybody right. else to help me fill it up. Of course, I'm going to do that. Yep. You get you get towards the end, and you're, you're dropping them in, and it's like you start seeing you drop one in, and it like sticks out of the top of this black void at the top of the bag just a little bit, and cram it in there. And... She's uh, full. Yeah. All right. So, so one dog should I be able to pull need... it then. Mm-hmm. I don't actually need two dogs, so I'll lend one of my dogs. Based on my wait. All right, so you uh, hook the dogs up appropriately and move out. Where are you headed? Headed back south. Do we um, <clears throat> do we need to hook up? Because there wouldn't be a driver for that sled. Do we do we trust that the dogs are trained well enough to just follow, or do we need to do some kind of tandem just to keep five sleds? What do you think? What do you want to do? I think we should attach a rope from the harness of that dog to Crixus. Or whoever it's going to follow. Because I'm I'm assuming it would follow Crixus the best because he's been in charge of it the longest. Yeah. So maybe tie a 50-foot rope to the harness of the dog and then to the back of the sled. 
So you hook up Barkley to Sled and then to Crixus. Yep. Yeah, is, it, is it possible to just like kind of like a train car connect the second cart to the back of my sled? Oh, that would be easier because sure. then both dogs yeah. would pull yours yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what we did. Uh... Okay. So you, you take your rope and you actually hook the uh, pull the sled behind your sled as you take off. Uh, I assume the same running order, Crixus, Ellie, Aranon, or Crixus, Aranon, Ellie, yep. Doc? Yep. Okay. Yep. As you're heading back, um, is there any special way you're traveling on the way back? I mean, stopping um, every hour for resting the dogs. Thank you. The weather's actually nice. Jeff had what I was looking for. <laughs> okay. I was going to say the most direct route back. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Straight line? <laughs> Straight line? As the crow flies? <laughs> Try to follow our tracks if we can find them. Yeah, I think we'd like to follow the same route um, and then just make sure we're stopping regularly to feed our dogs and... Uh, Chit chat. Can make a perception check as you're traveling, all of you. <sighs> Try to get new dice. It's five. Maybe I should be rolling on D and D Beyond. Maybe twenty. Oh, better. Uh, twenty-four. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> and twenty-four for Aaron. Um, Crixus Doc, you don't notice. Crap. Um. Let's see, where's Ellie? Let's give Ellie a perception check as well. I forget about that. Oh, she's got a pretty dang good perception. And a decent roll. 18. Um, she it looks up at one point and sees there's a hawk. It's just kind of circling in the sky, kind of following you guys. It doesn't seem to be going away. She keeps looking up at it occasionally and checking on it as you're traveling. Um... Aaron, you see this, but you also hear something in the distance. You hear uh, uh, what sounds like another dog sled. Uh, several dogs barking. And you hear occasionally a, a um, voice yelling, Mush! Mush! Is it coming closer, or is it like in pace with us? It seems to be getting closer, but you don't think it's traveling like directly to you? Maybe it, it's off to the... It doesn't seem like it's on the trail from where you're hearing it, but it's also coming in on the wind at this point. I mean, you did roll at 24, so... Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to let it go until our next stopping point, and then I'll mention it. All right. You get to the next stopping point, um... The hawk is still circling overhead. Uh, you all hear it now as you're resting with the dogs and everything. You hear this voice yelling, Mush! Mush! Damn it like this! <laughs> and you see coming over the hill a uh, burly guy. just a big burly guy. He's got a pickaxe on his back. He's got this big red beard with this crazy mustache. So the guy from the Christmas, what is that? The what Christmas 
claymation. Uh, Ru- Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. Yukon Cor- so basically, Yukon Cornelius is in D&D. Absolutely. Looks like Yukon Cornelius coming <laughs> over the hill. Pulling the sled. The dogs are in the sled. They've... They're, he's like... He said, like, this, you idiots. And you get the idea that he grabbed the reins and started pulling the sleds and the dogs went, oh, and jumped in. <laughs> and he comes over the hill and he stops and he sees you guys there. Well, who are you? He comes, he lets, drops the reins and comes walking down. Uh, who are you? <laughs> Well, I'm Callan Cornelius. Fair enough. I am the greatest prospector in all of the North. Wow! And he throws his pickaxe up in the air. <laughs> Lands on the ground. He kind of picks it up. And he... No. I got nothing. I got, I literally have nothing. <laughs> One of you's got some gold, though. I can smell it. Listen, dude, <laughs> I don't know what crack you've been smoking on your trip over here, but if you throw the pickaxe up in the air again, I'm probably going to have to punch you in the nose. Crixus steps in and says, uh, I apologize, sir. My friend is a little cantankerous with this weather. It's a bit chilly out here. He seems like one of them ab- abominable snowmen. <laughs> that Very sounds creepy. like him. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, uh, so what are you doing up in these parts, sir? Looking for silver and gold. Gold and silver, silver and gold. Ah. Not finding much. <laughs> but yes, well, no, that is not a come. quest. That is not a quest we share. We have some personal belongings, but you are. Of course, not welcome to those. I don't want personal belongings, but if you got any gold. Do you, how much you, gold you do you have as I, I up his cart? I have. <laughs> you walk up to his cart and you're going to try and flip it. No, I'm just looking. I'm 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 looking at his cart to see if I see anything of value poking out. You go look you kind of peek over at his cart and his dogs are on his cart and they're and this has got prince hackles up and he's <laughs> ready to go yeah i'm gonna go prince and snap my fingers at him make an animal handle each other. yeah this isn't gonna end well <laughs> 13 prince kind of looks at you and Lays down. <laughs> that worked out. Yeah, so I'm gonna. I'm still gonna keep looking around at his. Sled. As you look around, these dogs—they've stopped growling, but they are keeping an eye on you. They're in a pouncing position. They seem very protective of this wagon. Um, it doesn't. There doesn't seem to be any. There's like a bedroll and what seems to be like a tent and provisions and stuff, but you don't see anything that would be like valuable you have a feeling the most valuable thing this guy owns is his pickaxe that he threw in the air so he's not very good at his job is what i hear you say <laughs> he's a great prospector but 
prospecting around these parts sounds difficult. Very difficult. It's cold. Looking for gold. <laughs> Do you have any gold? Even just a piece. Just one. Um, Doc will uh, reach in the bag of holding and uh, toss him one piece of, of uh, ingot slag. Ingot? Like the iron ingot? Just, <laughs> one yeah, of those? I'll just toss him one and say, this is what we got. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at Doc and like give him like what the hell are you doing? It's not worth it. That ain't gonna do any good. <laughs> Tastes the rocking, throws it back to you. I'm looking for gold. Alright. Crixus will say, uh Yeah, sure. Crixus will say, here here's a gold shilling on me, sir. If we meet again, you owe me a beer. Fan! Fantastic! And takes the gold coin, <laughs> flips it up in the air, catches it in his mouth, and you see him swallow. I thank you. And he goes and gets back to his wagon. And he gets his dogs and mush dogs mush. I'm going to turn around and look at everybody and say, "What?" Like, are you trying to give everything away? Also, I've never wanted to gut somebody more than I did just now. <laughs> He's still fighting true. with it. He's still fighting with his dogs, trying to get his dogs to do it. And then you, if you if you observe him for a while, he hooks him up, and he's kind of like. He's not hitting them, but he's like pushing their butt, trying to get them to run. They're running and everything, almost like the dogs have him trained. That once he gets frustrated enough, which he does. He says, ah, like this, and he grabs the front end of the wagon, or not wagon, but wagon starts pulling again, and the dogs jump in the sled immediately, and he starts walking away with the dogs in his sled. Yeah, I mean, Crixus is going to turn to Aranon and say, how many gold pieces do you think he has in that stomach? I don't know, he's a big boy. Uh I kind of want to find out. Goading him. Nice. And then Crixus says, we should get back by the we- while the weather is still nice. I'm going to take one last look at Yukon Cornelius drive, pulling the sled away and hop on my sled. As, as you take one last look back at him, he's got a serious case of plumber's crack going on. But all <laughs> his skin skin there is gold. Like his whole backside is like gold. Was he wearing a Kalen suit or what's happening? I God damn it, John, you're making this really tough. (laughs) (laughs) But I am not chaotic evil, so I will leave him. I will let him go. All right. <clears throat> Did you mention the hawk flying in the sky or not? I I would have. Still out there watching. Yeah, I would. That would have been one of the things I would have mentioned. Also, as a side Aaron, note, if I was to pull out my sword and attack the guy, I'm pretty sure Ellie would have dropped a load and yelled at me, and Doc and Crixus probably would not have approved. 
still would have shot him in the face, though. <laughs> All right, I think we're we're getting the the dogs back up then after whatever the hell that was. Okay. Um, and I think for uh, you know, Crixus will say, you know, for his sake, I hope he doesn't run up upon Aranon again. He seemed nice enough, Ellie says. No nice man that I know has an ass made of gold. <laughs> Crixus laughs at his own jokes a lot. Even <laughs> <laughs> the cold and the dark makes it makes you a little crazy, I guess. As as you're kind of getting stuff backed up, Ellie says that reminds me of a story I once heard. This is it about the boy born with the screw in his belly button? Did you ever hear that story? He went to his he went to his dad and he said, Dad, do you know what the screw's for? His dad said, No, no, I don't know what that screw's for. Went to his mom and said, Mom, do you know what this screw's for? His mom said, No, I don't know what that screw's for. He went to his older brother, same thing. Do you know what this screw's for? He said, No, I have no idea what that screw's for. So he goes and one day and he finds a screwdriver and he's tinkering with the screwdriver, just kind of turning the screw. And his belly and it keeps loosening and loosening and loosening. And suddenly his ass fell off. <laughs> it was a story my dad told me when I was little. <laughs> it's, some, it's some kids have. Some I don't know why it came to mind. John, that's <laughs> the. Yeah, ass Ellie. Kid. This is Ellie's story. <laughs> I, sure. I'm just going to. Sure. Shake my head at her, and you're all smiling. That's the point of the story, she said. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna humble uh, under my breath. What a waste of time. Uh, uh. <laughs> Is that for the uh, joke thanks. or for Ellie? <laughs> no, that that was for Ellie hearing Aaron on mumble. What a waste of time. She did not. Th thank you for sharing, Ellie. Uh, all right, let's get going. As you proceed away, the hawk does not follow you. And to, to the, your best guess, you think it started following him. Hmm. hmm. Either. Hmm. Interesting. Continue south. Yep. Back to. All right. Um. Make a perception. Who's the last one? Doc. Doc. Yeah. Make a perception check. At disadvantage. All right. I'll give you an opportunity, possibly. Hold on. Let's see. Disadvantage is like that. Doesn't look good. Oh, no, that's not good at all. Four. Um, yeah, no, you don't hear anything as you guys pull away. Fantastic. Excuse me. Mm. Mm. Um, the rest of your travel headed back. Um, you have one night to spend in the wilderness. Um, it goes by. You take watches in shifts, and it goes by without issue. Um, there is no blizzard. The weather's actually calm but it's cold 
and you have your gear and you have ways you actually can stay at the same pine tree if you'd like to you find it again on your way back um sure with very little issue headed back to town you roll into town with an extra dog sled um and a bag of holding full of ingots so when we get back into town um right before we actually get into town mm -hmm. i'm going to yell to crixus to stop okay because and then i'm going to say so where do we actually want to bring this to do we want to bring this directly to the inn do we want to leave it on the edge of town for them what do we want to do with this because we probably shouldn't let it out of our sight I suppose it depends on how many ingots we found. Well, and I look at Aranon for further direction. So, I mean, there's still because we wouldn't have been able to put all of them in the bag, right? So, so the, there's still about a hundred pounds worth of them. So yeah, so that's a lot of ingots that we don't want stolen. Plus than, the sled. Plus a sled, yeah. So, I think. We bring it to the, maybe a hidden spot behind the inn, if there is one. We can find a spot to kind of hide it. Fill it back up, minus maybe a handling fee. And, uh, you know, kind of keep an eye on it and go find them. Because the sooner this is out of our hands, the sooner we don't have to worry about it. Each ingot to your knowledge, would be worth about five silver points. Mm -hmm. Silver pieces. Silver points. God. Freaking video games. <laughs> five silver pieces. Um, how many would you like to keep for your handling fee? Well, I'm thinking, how, how much does each ingot weigh, do you think? Is it like a pound an ingot? Two pounds. Two pounds an ingot? Yep. I mean... I mean, we can keep two hundred fifty ingots. Ideally... What my idea is, and I'm going to mention this to the rest of the group, is that we find an expert craftsman who can make something really good out of this. You know from the conversation, uh, Crixus, that it was this shipment was supposed to go specifically to Black Iron Blades, which is a uh, uh, um, smithy here in Brinchander. <clears throat> so my concern is that we would have to hold these ingots until we're beyond this city. If if we bring ingots to the smithy and say we coincidentally also have these ingots that are our personal collection, that would raise the ire. True. But if we don't do it... Yeah, so if we don't do it in this town, we should be safe. Looking at the ingots... As you're you're contemplating this, Aranon, you notice stamped on each one is a little mug with like foam pouring out of the top of it. It isn't so good on some of them, but some of them it's clear as day. Mm -hmm. Almost like they're marked as, "Hey, these were ours." Yep. So I'm gonna point that out and say, "Let's put it all back, but keep ones that are." less marked or if they don't have the marking on them 
we'll say we'll keep those uh you know 50 pounds because we don't want to make it look like we actually took anything and if they make, mention... an, inve make an investigation check all right and if As they mention anything cool. about it looking light we can say well it wasn't in our possession and the, we had a battle and goblins so we could just say that some got lost in the snow I mean, I think we mentioned about the flaming sled, and some could have been in the flaming sled. Yep. 14. 14. I see that pop up on the screen. That's so fantastic. Um, so uh, digging through it, you are able to find probably about 20 ingots that are either not fully marked or the marking is difficult to read at best. Okay. So what? Um, in order to get these out of the bag, um, Doc doesn't have a lot of experience with the bag, but he probably would make an attempt at tipping the whole thing over on top of the cart. So, so he would. All so these what, ingots come pouring out of the bag. Yeah. Falling. So Doc, Doc would have um, Doc would have taken out the things that he knew were in the bag, which included the uh, Crixus's old cloak, um, and put that to the side so it didn't get in the pile, um, and then tip it over on top so this uh, old sled. It, vomit covered cloak right yeah vomit yeah vomit and, yeah just vomit <laughs> i think it was uh yeah vomit covered yeah i think oh there was some there was some blood on it too I yeah think. some blood and vomit covered cloak it looks a little familiar because <laughs> he kind of pulls it out of the bag and sets it down what else did you pull out of there uh some blankets from the inn um Let's see. I probably had the mall out of it already, and the horn because I wouldn't have. I would have made space. Um, there's like a handful of coins, um, less than ten gold worth, and I think. And yeah, I think that was it. That was in there. Okay. So if uh, when dumping it over, if a bottle comes out that we maybe talked about like a month mm -hmm. or three ago. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So in dumping it out, then the uh, all the ingots fall out and a bottle. Make a dexterity saving throw as you see this bottle come rolling out. I'm gonna go D and D beyond on this one. Come on! Oh no! No! <laughs> Jeff, please refresh my memory. I remember you talking about it, but... I had uh, in intended it to be a bottle of dragon's blood. Yes, that is right. Would There's I? This... Would any of us have been close enough to see it fall out? And close um, enough to try and grab it? Yeah, you're there inspecting these ingots, going through them, waiting to go through them, or going through them. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw as well. Come on. really want this. Papa needs a new vial of dragon's blood i don't think it's good uh, five five oh yeah. natty one um oh it was a natural one uh-huh okay so you go for it doc and you actually hit it at um aranon as you realize what it is and you're like oh no and you knock it aranon kind of and it falls. It falls in the snow. 
safely away from it is a panic moment that you both realize that this is a glass bottle that's going to hit these ingots and probably shatter and neither one of you catch it but both of you making an effort to get it push it out into a place where when it falls it does not shatter i.e. the DM wants you to have this <laughs> <laughs> did, did you put that in there? Me, I don't look at me man you think I would put something like this in your sack? this stays in my sack I'm going to bend over and pick it up and look at it. It is a dark bottle. Like, it, it's... Um, think of, like, a 19 Crimes wine bottle. Oh, they always, all the red wines have that dark outside color, almost protecting the whatever its contents are inside, whether they react to light or well, light will do something to it. It's a, it's a dark-tinted bottle. Um, it's got a cork in the top of it. That's actually in there, pressed in there real well. And there's wax sealing that cork on there. Yeah. And on the front of it, it just says dragon's, it says dragon's blood. And then there's some smaller fine print that seems to be um, etched in there with a very rough hand in the glass that is very difficult to read, almost like someone who was severely drunk wrote it. Yeah. And, and looking at the dragon's blood etching in it that says dragon's blood it's all over the place that must have been in there from when uh, when the uh, crew gave me the bag wonder if he knew it was in there oh. it's ours now yeah something to celebrate I'm gonna put it in my backpack or I'm gonna put it in my pouch <laughs> okay does, do it. any of us intrinsically know the value of dragon's blood? No. Because you, you know it's a bottle of what you can basically pick up on is a bottle of alcohol of some kind. Sure. By the etching, it sounds homemade. Yes. I mean, player knowledge, a couple of you know what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I do not. You do not. You're the one that doesn't. That's why I put it in there. I mean, crew put it in there. <laughs> so you save the bottle. You go through. You find your 20 ingots that are marred, marked, or mismarked, or hard to read. Um, you put them back in the bag then, I assume? Those, those couple, yeah, I would assume. You're putting those in the bag of holding. 40 pounds worth of stuff. So. Yeah. Throw that back in. Put your stuff back in. Crixus, do you say anything about your cloak showing up? Can <laughs> you notice it? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to say, what in the name of why would you keep that? Oh, the stench. It's wafting off of there pretty well. <laughs> You can smell it through your gator that's covering your face, even. It's pretty nasty. Uh, is it yours? I found it in an alley. Discard it into the snow and let's move on. Good God. Well, I got pretty warm weather gear now, so probably don't need it. 
Do you do you go to grab it or move it at all? Then, Doc? Um, I'll just leave it where it is, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm going to look at Doc. Pick it up. Crixus will pick it up and like unfurl it to see what what the damage is at this point. You go to pick it up and you kind of pick it and just kind of comes up in one big chunk and doesn't unfold real well. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's a combination Whoa. of being dried out and frozen at this point. Oh, good lord. I'm going to look at Doc <laughs> and shake my head and say, I would rather freeze to death than wrap myself in that cloak. Oh, I figured it could be cleaned. Dwarven pack rat. <sighs> if one of us needed that cloak to stay warm, we'd be thankful we had it. Mm. We could clean it and be thankful we had it. Ellie says, Doc, thank you for grabbing it. That was a smart idea. I saw you had some blankets as well. You didn't steal those, did you? <laughs> um, Doc just kind of doesn't say anything. <clears throat> okay, don't take stuff that isn't our stock, she says. Yeah, that's my job. <laughs> she kind of pinches her eyes. It's bad enough I gotta watch him. And <laughs> she points at Aaron. On. <laughs> don't you pick up his bad habits. I'm just gonna shrug. Don't encourage him, Aaron. Oh, trust me, I don't want to get caught. Unless you're actually good at this. Don't don't take shit. Should we go then? Yeah, let's. Back. So we have forty we... pounds, forty pounds of ingots, right? In yep. the bag of holding that yep. you guys are snaking for yourself. I'm assuming um, you're going to add that to your collection there, yep. Mr. Doc. Okay, so you guys go to. Um, do you go to Black Iron Blades or do you go try and find Runa? And her friends. I would say go and find her because it's her problem now. Yeah, I, I suggest if <clears throat> if we want to make sure we get payment for our services, we should deliver it back to our benefactor. Concur. Okay. Alright, so you head back to the north north look. What was it called? The Northlick Tavern? Yep. Where you met her initially. We head back. And she's sitting at the bar by herself. Her friends seem to have gone off somewhere. She's one of like two or three patrons in the bar at this point in time. Um, the sky has grown dark again. The, the shimmering light has gone away and it's just stars. On a clear night as you push open the door to the tavern and walk in, you see her sitting there alone. Um, there's one other uh, person sitting in the corner, a familiar person, uh, smoking on a pipe with her feet up. Um, she's kind of got her head down looking at her drink and seems a little so... put out. Crixus will walk up to Labruna's left side mm -hmm. and um, and kind of announce himself with his hand on 
on the table or or the bar in front, wherever she's standing. Mm-hmm. And kind of whisper over into the ear that she has left and say <laughs> it's not wrong this is good. the shipment was secured and is waiting for you <clears throat> well then alright take me to it and she kind of hops off the bar stool and Starts doing up her cold weather gear real well. She kind of had it all open to sit at the bar. Much like being at a ski lodge when you're skiing. You kind of do all your stuff while you're having a beer. Um, I'm zipped up and... Aaron's going to go up to the bar and get a drink and let them handle the shipment there. Okay. I'm going to whisper to Crixus, uh I'm going to see if I can get some information about our next objective. So I'm gonna go up to the bar, order a drink, and then kind of throw out the uh... throw the shocker. I got a split medic. Oh my god! It's right about here. Not so much here or here, but right here. Um, make a uh, make a perception check. <laughs> Oof, that was almost a natty one. 18. As Runa and Crixus kind of walk out of the the uh, bar room, the dwarf in the corner smoking on her pipe just kind of sh- looks around and then just kind of starts shaking her head, realizing, you know the only other person besides the bartender in there now. <laughs> oh, there was nobody else in there? there no, no oh. it was just her at the bar and the one in the corner and... <laughs> Oh, I missed that part. I'm sorry if my description made it sound like there was a bunch of people in there, but no, there was no. Well, I'm not going to do that then. That would be dumb. <laughs> I'm going to go okay. outside. Actually, no, I'm going to sit at the bar and have a drink. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. You sit at the bar and have a drink. Um, <laughs> you bring Runa out to the sled, and she looks at it and she says, That's absolutely, absolutely the sled. And or. Oh, and she kind of pulls back the tarp and kind of looks at him and sees this familiar stamping and she gets lost in thought for a minute and um she she says um did you find anything of our friend Crixus takes a heavy breath and then I I confirm that her friend did not make it and then I'm not sure who's got the lock. Doc, do you have the lock? Doc? No, Arnon's got it. And Arnon would probably appreciate if we didn't mention it unless we had to. Okay. So I say... uh, you're right. That makes sense. I'll say um, a body was found. Fair enough. Parts of I a body. You, I owe you these for recovery of 
and holds out uh, the six bloodstones um, worth 50 gold points each. Gold pieces each. Gold points. G I see GP and SP and I think point. <laughs> you keep going with your bad self there, John. Yep. Uh, they're they're a opaque, dark gray gemstone that has like these red flecks in it. They they actually look very very cool. Um, almost like the stone itself is bleeding. She hands the six of those over to you. Says, "Well, I. <sighs> Can you help me bring these two black iron blades? I don't have dogs currently." Absolutely. So, uh, I assume it's still attached to the back of Crixus's cart, as we assume mm -hmm. we probably need to move it someplace. So, I invite Runa up onto my sled with okay. me, and we'll kind of head over to the weaponsmith. All right. So you head over to Black Iron Blades and you turn in the ingots. Um, she's incredibly thankful and looks at you and says, I will pass on your good deed, notes of your good deeds to any merchants I can possibly mention them to. And I am incredibly thankful for your help. Uh, what this will amount to for you guys is as word spreads, you may start getting discounts from different merchants if they have heard of you. Uh, for successfully returning the sled there. Um, you do have the stones. Uh, yep. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Put those in my inventory already. Yep. Um, Doc, what are you doing? Are you assisting with all this as it goes on? Or are you... Yeah, I would have gone with Crixus. Okay. Um, when the two of you guys leave, Ellie says I'm going to go make sure he's okay and kind of walks into the bar um, so Aranon after a few minutes in there uh, Ellie comes walking in doing the pulling the big mittens off hood down untying some stuff sets the pile of hat gloves scarf everything onto the bars you do and looks at the bartender and just asks for a uh, fire water. I'm going to turn to her and say, how'd it go? Uh, that's, well, we got the the payment they promised. And they're taking the, because she doesn't have any dogs, they're taking the sled to the blacksmith right now. Good deal. When they're, she when asked they're... about. Oh, go ahead. She asked about her friend and. You have that lock, don't you? I do. It's not worth anything, is it? Like, monetarily, it, it didn't uh, have a key. It's. I'm trying to remember from when we when we picked it up. Did it have any special markings or etchings on it and stuff? It was, yeah, it was an elaborately etched lock. It was very pretty. It was more of a piece of art mm -hmm. than a functional lock, especially without the key. Mm -hmm. So You get the idea that it might be worth a few gold, but that is about it as far as a, a price. Like, we're talking less than five gold. 
yeah. type thing. I was going to hold on. I'm going to say I was going to hold on to it to bring it to a jeweler or an expert locksmith to see if there was any value to it or if there was something special about it to where if we could get it to open, it would do something. Like maybe it was had a secret compartment or something. Maybe it was more of a decoration than a than a lock. So I'd prefer to hold on to it. All right. I'd give you five gold for it. You'd give me five gold for it? Yeah. You realize I have all of your gold in my pocket right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's more of a curiosity factor for me at this point. You didn't see her face when she was thinking about her friend. I think she probably values that lock more than anything you would find financial value for it. Like I said, I'm not going for the financials on this one, unless, of course, it's actually worth financials. Uh, yeah, I'm. this is staying in my pocket. I'm bringing it to a locksmith or a jeweler or something. I'm, that's, it's not really up for discussion. You can all right. pout all you want on that stool, no, but if you said, ruin uh, my buzz, I am going to be mad. <laughs> she looks at you and grabs her fire water, slams it, and grabs her stuff and like slams the shot glass down on the bar and grabs her stuff and walks out without saying anything. I'm going to look at the bartender and say, women, am I right? Are you rolling to see if the bartender is a woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was a woman, I would definitely not say that. <laughs> he looks at you <laughs> and says, you're playing a dangerous game. <laughs> and holds up a hand and he's missing two fingers. <laughs> Hmm. Well, lost I, those in the divorce. Yeah, right. No, I lost those when I got locked out of the house one evening. The nights are cold and frostbite sucks. Yeah, I'm not overly worried about that. She has taken me back. Most of careful you. what women you poke. <laughs> I mean that in every possible sense, sir. There's a show title. Be careful what women you pull. <laughs> um, go back to Crixus and Doc. You guys just finished up at the blacksmith. Um, Runa said her goodbyes. She's very thankful. She went off pulling her own wagon to, or her own sled at this point because it was empty. She could pull it and pulling it off towards the um, I want to say stockades but that's not what I'm thinking stockades is <laughs> where you put people who are in trouble um, like, you gotta right. watch the show people people on the podcast you gotta watch the show because I do all kinds of different stuff when I think sometimes and I talk with my hands um, 
the that was called driving a Harley. <laughs> driving a Harley. <laughs> um, stables. Pranks her sled to the stables. Close to the, close to stockade, but yeah, stable. Yeah, it's just a different animal in it. Um, <laughs> what would the two of you like to do? Um, I'm assuming it's not market time during the day. No, no, actually, if anything, it is evening ish. All right. Not much to do out here in the evening. It's really quiet, but very cold. Head back to the north look. Yeah, I'd love to head to a restaurant and, you know, get some warm food in my belly. Aaron, how long do you stay at the North Lake in the bar? I'm just waiting for them to come back. Okay, they eventually show up after probably about a half hour. Crixus and Doc show up. We'll probably take up you the guys walk way in. and learn the town a little bit on the way back. Just kind um, of like familiarize yourself with the roads. Make a investigation check. Or not investigation check, a uh, uh, survival check as you're kind of roaming around Bryn Chander. Crixus, you should probably make one of these with me because mine sucks. Which one are you doing? Survival. Oh, it's the best roll I had all day. I have a really good survival. Is it a six? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best roll I've had all day, but 14. 14. Uh, you kind of wander your way around. You don't take a direct route back to the north gate where the north look is by. Um, you do find a church, um, ironically, to Lathander, the house of the morning lord, which, in a land of eternal night that never sees morning, the irony kind of makes you chuckle as you walk by. Um, and you find you find the outer wall. At one point, you feel a little lost, but you find the outer wall, and you just kind of start following the outer wall north, and... Eventually, you do recognize, oh, here, I've seen this gate before. This is the north gate where we came in. And from there, find your way back to the Northlook Tavern. Um, When you walk in and see Aaron on there, he's sitting at the bar by himself talking with the bartender. Uh, Apparently, they're talking about women. Uh, You're getting some story about um, the, the bartender's troubles with his wife, girlfriend. And uh, Ellie's nowhere to be seen. We didn't see her on the way back? No. Hmm. Hey, Dukes. Looks like someone's missing. Um... As he's wearing a Kentucky jacket, sweatshirt. He's wearing a Kentucky jacket. I'll uh, get Aranon's attention, and I'll say, "Did not Ellie come in? I haven't seen her." Well, she may need to stay outside for a couple minutes to cool off. She. uh did not leave in the best of moods. She did not like my answer in regards to uh, a question she asked. So 
I did not budge, and she got pissy and left. So, she'll be back. I understand her perspective. If it was the lock she was searching for, it means much more to them than it does to us. I'm just going to slowly put my head down on to the bar, put my forehead down like, God damn it. Damn. <laughs> like the forehead hitting the bar uh -huh. at one point, like solidly. So I'm going to put my head back up and look at him, look at Crixus and say, not you too. This is a chance for you to become something more than just uh, a treasure hunter. You're not Find my wife. Why are, you, why are you trying to change me? Find your heart, Aranon. And then I walk out because I, quite literally cooling off out here can sometimes be dangerous. I'm going to look at the bartender and say, guys, am I right? <laughs> bartender chuckles at this one, looks at Doc and says, can I get you something to drink? Uh, yeah, Doc will just get an ale and sit next to Aaron. Um, I'm going to look at Doc and say, you don't have anything to say about this, do you? No, it was a nice looking lock. I'll buy your first ale. <laughs> with Ellie's money. Uh huh. With, with Ellie's money. <laughs> with the five gold Ellie would have given you for the lock. <laughs> yep. Um, Crixus, make a survival check. There's several sets of footprints going in and coming out of the bar. It's going to be damn near impossible to figure out which ones are Ellie's. Um, at a 17. I like that. I like that that pops up and I can just see that. It's so cool. Um, with a 17, you actually find a set of footprints that you think may be hers and um, start walking um, following this this set of footprints um it almost seems intentionally left behind like walked further out off the road into where there was more snow to almost like she was leaving but wanted to be followed trying to leave a trail behind um when you come across her um you, you actually you are able to tailor to um ironically enough this this temple this temple to the morning lord and she's just inside the door and she's talking to uh a thin um wiry looking woman who's got a very straight angular face um she looks very uh knowledgeable uh, like uh, almost like a scholar um she got a couple of books with her um and she's talking to ellie about you you come into the conversation midway and she goes i i know they exist people say they're rumors but i've seen i've seen their footprints i've seen 
they're very tiny. Like, like they're like this big. And she kind of stops in the middle as she realizes you're paying attention to the two of them. And Ellie turns and looks at you. It's Crixus. Oh, this is Danica. Um, and she actually makes that introduction. One moment, please. And walks over to you and says, thank you. And then just hugs you. Um, he can be such an ass sometimes. I just couldn't stay there tonight, so I came to the church where I met where I met her. Have you ever heard of a Shawinga? They're 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 what the. <laughs> and he just turns to look at Danica, and Danica starts going into this again. And uh, she said, "Well, they're they're little nature spirits, and they're very, very. They're not evil, but they get into a lot of mischief. People don't believe them. They go, they call them like like the fairies or sprites or or gnomes. But I swear they exist. I've seen the footprints. They're so tiny, and they just kind of go off. Every I would love." absolutely love a chance to study one. Um, do you think you'd be able to help me find one? And Ellie just not Ellie nods. Yes, yes. I, I, I absolutely will. Um, I will. Uh, Crixus, will you help me find one of these things? They sound adorable. Um, we are we're always in the market for new and interesting quests however we would need more direction than trying to find a sprite in a snow-covered land it feels more like a needle in a haystack i, I can help you i haven't been able to get it to work yet but i think it may just be that i haven't come across one yet but and she kind of digs around in her pack and she pulls out this ornate lantern about this big and she says if you light this it should show you where they where they are it'll reveal them they're they're elemental spirit creatures this this will help you track them and ellie kind of grabs it and she's kind of looking at it just like wow and she kind of explains um I'm going to put it in her inventory. It's a lantern of tracking. Um, and Danica takes the next like five, 10 minutes to explain to you how the lantern works and um, that she's been looking all over town and hasn't found any of these. Um, she suggests you may have better luck in one of the other settlements. Maybe. Um, <sighs> I'm nervous to go out. It's just it's the cold, and I have stuff to do. I'm doing other research, both for the church and for some of the uh, vendors here in Bryn Chander. Um, I have other projects that I need to do, but this is the one I want to do. So if you can help me out, I'd really, really appreciate it. And Ellie looks at her just like, girl, talk. Yes, I'm absolutely, I'm, my my friend will help me here. And we have two others that, 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 They'll probably be mad at me about something like this, but I will totally find one of these little guys for you. 
and Danica's thankful and nodding and thank you, thank you so much. And she turns and looks at you, Crixus, and says, "Thank you. I, I hope, I hope you guys are able to find one." And that's where we'll stop. Um. So, I put the lantern of tracking in her equipment, and interesting. Looking for children. So, the thought is that the lantern of tracking tracks a specific creature. Um, the lantern of tracking. If I click on this, because I'll be putting it in her. It is a wondrous magical item, common. Uh, it burns for six hours on one pint of oil, shedding bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for another 30 feet. Well, the lantern is within 300 feet of any creature of the elemental type. Its flame burns bright green. And hmm. the lantern doesn't pinpoint the creature's exact location, however. It's kind of like Frodo's sword when orcs are nearby. So when but you get closer, it grows brighter? It turns green. You light the lantern, it's a typical well, yeah, red but I mean, flame. Does it green, like, is it almost like a divining rod where <laughs> as you get No, cold, it just, w when you're within 300 feet of them, it turns green. Warmer, warmer, colder. It's not, it's not, it's not a rheostat, <laughs> it's a color change. And when it changes color, you're within yeah. 300 feet of them. It, it's it, like it, sea green at first, and then it goes forest green and. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, listen it. Oh, uh, we're listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You clearly are listening and then just trying to piss me off. Boy, I sure hope um, it's a neon green when you're like right on top of it. It like flickers like we're in a nightclub. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Can do a whole rendition of Sandstorming. Uh -huh. All right. With that, uh, this has been the show. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. Yeah, it's been a show. Uh, at two nerds, one quest, number two nerds, number one quest. I am at Tom M. Norman, T O M M N O R M A N. Genius is Lazy Dragon GB. Cooch is Crazy Cooch, C R A Z Y K O O C H. JC, Mr. DM, is Wildfire1265, W-I-L-D-F-I-R-E-1265. I assume people can spell Lazy and Dragon and put those two together. If not, L-A-Z-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us, follow us, follow us. Come to uh, twitch.tv slash TomMNorm, T-O-M-M-N-O-R-M. That's our Twitch channel. Where we do this every week, uh, every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central United States time. In case there's anybody not in the United States. I'm looking at you, Bombats. Um, if you want to share this out, the best thing you can do is just tell somebody else about this. We can uh, hopefully get more viewers and eyes on us if you share. Let other people know. That's the biggest help. Uh, nobody has said anything about stopping people in public yet and telling them which disappoints me pardon me sir have you heard about two nerds one quest <laughs> yeah do that in exactly that voice that would make me very happy and um, record it so we can put it up on <laughs> yes 
<laughs> up on one of the many social media feeds. That would be awesome. Um, or if you do it, tag us. Uh, otherwise, go to patreon.com slash two nerds one quest. Uh, we have some great rewards. Uh, right now we have a poll up. Is that poll still active? Um, I'm going to actually take that one down because, well, you came across oh. um, Kellen Cornelius today. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jack said, I, I just want to hear the voice. I want to hear the voice. Nice. There is more to Delightful. There is more to him than meets the eye, though. Uh, obviously, with an ass made out of gold, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I just take a second and tell you the note that I wrote down for that experience? I'll say, Crixus remains haunted by the meeting with Callan Cornelius, a prospector searching for gold who also has an ass of gold. That is all accurate. Apparently consumes gold as well. Yeah. So, in order to do that poll, join our Discord, join Patreon. The two meet, they touch tips, and then you get to vote. That's how that's how that works. Literally, how that works. We have a second patron now too, don't we? Yes. Besides Jack, so now it's going to actually. I may need to tie break something. Yep. And Scoot and Jack McHugh is in the chat today. Or y'all can join the Patreon and join the voting. Yep. Yep. And now we need a third as a tiebreaker. Unless you choose the third option and then we just have a three-way tie. <laughs> then you face three things at once. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Man, if I Is Aaron on for a three-way? I could structure the poll that way. And I'll be putting up a poll for February sooner than I did for January. Good deal. That'll be Today open. In January, we got the January poll, the monster in January. So, so, so that'll stay or open for encounter. a week or two, depending upon votes. Um, but yeah, join, say hi. If nothing else, join the Discord. It's free. Say hi. We have lots of channels in there for talking about different things, video games, D and D, writing, uh, web development. If you're into that, so join, say hi, have fun. Be nice. Play nice with the other kids. And uh, with that, for me, for JC, for Cooch, and for the Lazy Dragon Genius, we'll catch you next week. No gold. <laughs> <laughs>